Hello everybody and welcome to the show, The Big Show, the most important and critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded in our car. I'm Salty and this is... Yeah, there's nobody here. It's just me. You got just me today. I know you're excited to hear that. We're going to talk about a subject that uh, is kind of my kind of subject anyway. So we're going to talk about a, a important but often overlooked part of being a prepper, and that is prepping for electronic disaster. That's right. How are you protecting your electronic records? And in that sense, I mean both your electronic records as in your important data, and of course your electronic records as in your MP3 files. So, welcome to the show. We're going to talk about a little bit today. We're going to talk about a couple options that everybody who owns a computer should have in place. If you don't already, there's, it's time. Frankly, part of the cost of buying a computer system is buying a way to back it up. Now, there are many choices that are out there. There are some that I like a lot better than others. Uh, Google, for example, has a free way of backing up your important data online. Yeah, they do. And But the problem with this is, it's Google. And, you know, Google, they want to own the world. Their, their motto originally was, don't be evil. You know, and that ship has sailed a long, long time ago. These people want your data. They want to know everything there is about you so they can serve the proper ads and get the proper money off of you. And the proper money means all your money. So, there's Google. you got an on- online Google Drive. If you're a, a, a Mac person, you have the iCloud system. But again, you're giving your information off to corporate brother. There's a lot of these services out there. There are paid backup services. One comes to mind is Carbonite. I've tried Carbonite. I used their trial and then I canceled because I did not find them to be what I was looking for. There are also professional services that work for, you know, professional industries that, where it's a it's an online backup. This is kind of beyond the realms of what I'm talking about, the online backup sort of thing. Because, yes, you can do it. You can use Dropbox. You can use all different sources of ways of backing up online. And that's all well and good for what it is. But again, you're putting your information out there for other people to have access to potentially. A lot of a lot of preppers don't want to do that. So, what are what are your realistic options now? We're going to talk about two or three of them and they're all relatively inexpensive and and you might think, well, I really just can't afford to do that. But you can't afford not to do it. You have to have a backup because here's the truth. Every computer and every electronic device will fail eventually. It's just a matter of will it fail today or will it fail five years from now. I've had one-week-old hard drives blow. I've got a hard drive that's 20 years old that still works. But usually somewhere in the middle of all that, they start getting flaky. Or you get flaky. You introduce a virus into the system. Even though there's a lot of really good antiviruses out there, they don't catch everything. Or you do something dumb. 
or bad things just happen. I mean, when you do something dumb, you just erase the stuff and you don't notice it and you write over it. Not that I've ever done anything like that, of course. That would, of course not. But you can do something dumb or bad things can just happen. A leak can develop right on top of where your computer sits. I know somebody that happened to. They lost all of their, all of their artwork that they'd been working on for two years because they had not backed it up. So, let's talk about options. There are two that come to mind. Both are, are USB devices. Of course, there's other connections, too. We're not going to go into that. how many connections are. Just a way for a device to connect to your computer. The USB 3.0 devices are pretty quick. There's thumb drives for smaller stuff. There's also um, hard disk drives. And they've really come down in price. Well, there's actually a third option, and I'll throw this out there. The SD card, and even the micro SD card, like you would have to use in your phone or in your drone camera, if you happen to have a drone, they use micro SD cards. Uh, Some regular cameras, I know my Nikon 1J5 uses, and my Nikon 1 V3 uses a micro SD card. And you can put it in a regular SD holder. And these are very, very small. And the thing I like about the micro SD cards is you can just, if you have a laptop computer or you have a computer that comes with the SD card slot, which a lot of them do, not all of them, but a lot of computers have come this way over the last uh, half decade. This is a really, really, really good way to back up your stuff. Put it on a, get a 64 or 128 gigabyte micro SD card, 128 gigabyte micro SD card. If you don't get the really top of the line fast ones, you're talking 40 bucks, $40 to back out. You're talking a pizza. You're talking a night at at the movies with the, with the wife, you know, you're talking about not a lot of money. And it's just something that everybody needs to do. The advantage of the micro SD card especially if you don't have that much to to do, you can get smaller cards, is you can make a whole bunch of them. And you can password protect them, and you can store them all over the place. They're not things that are going to fail. You just have to keep them dry. You don't have to worry too much about keeping them warm or cool. They're not going to fail because it's like 20 degrees below zero outside. So you can store these micro SD cards with your critical data on the cards out in your, you put one in your shed, hide it well. You put one in your um, put one in your car, but hide it well. The only trouble you're going to have with that is you have to. Oh my goodness, that's. <laughs> I was driving past somebody who was walking through his garden with a shotgun and running the bunnies out. One of those bunnies is going to end up in a stew tonight. I know the guy; he's a friend of mine. It's going to end up in the stew. So there's there's one less bunny in North Missouri today. And I'm all about that because I don't like bunnies in the garden. So, anyway, micro SD card. Those are the little bitty tiny ones. Or just an SD card if you don't feel comfortable with micro ones. You know, most documents, 8 gigabytes of documents, is like if you have get a lot of attachments in your email... Eight gigabytes of documents is like six or seven years worth of email with huge attachments in them every day. You're talking about a lot of space, and that's just for an eight gigabyte card. Uh, where you start running out of space is where you like to keep 
big full resolution pictures from your camera, that starts getting into space. I have I have a server bank in my house because I'm a photographer, and I'm a photographer who owns uh, Sony uh, high resolution sensor cameras. And when I have a my my original hard drive that I had, the very first one I had was five megabytes. This ought to tell you how old I am. I had a five megabyte hard drive. And after a year, I traded that off for a 10 megabyte hard drive and $500. I traded my old hard drive and $500 for a 10 megabyte. And then three years or two years later or something like that, I got a 20 megabyte hard drive. And then I got a 30 megabyte RLL encoded hard drive. That was a nightmare. RLL encoding on Seagate. 225 drives, they call them 238s, and those for you in techie land, geeky land. Ooh, those things were evil. It's just like, hey, let's how to take our data and just shred it. Put it on one of those things. So anyway, I finally got my first IDE hard drive. It was 40 megabytes. And it was the bomb. Then a couple years later, I bought Monolith, which is my next Turbo Next Station. And it had a 6-gigabyte SCSA hard drive. I mean, that is just huge in the 1990s. That was massive. All right. Why am I saying all this? Because my A7R3, a one single camera picture in RAW, is 90 megabytes for one picture. I could run it compressed, and it's about 40 megabytes for one picture. This one picture would take up the entire car or hard drive that I had for my first ID hard drive. That's an incredibly crazy amount of data. So, I mean, your your phone, if you you know what I'm talking about. You know how fast your phone can fill up if you take a lot of pictures and video. Your phone can get totally full. I, I take a lot of uh, pictures with my phone. Where my phone is, I don't really know where it is at the moment. Oh, there it is. It's on the charger. Um, I took a lot of pictures of my phone. In my phone, I was so sick of the thing being full. When I ordered the new phone, it's an iPhone, I ordered the 256 gigabyte version, even though it cost a fortune, because I was just sick of being out of space all the time, because those pictures are huge. So keep that in mind. If you have a lot of digital pictures, that's gonna be, you're going to need more storage. Now I have I have a server bank where I literally have uh, 20 terabytes of server space, and that's just I, I do I shoot video, I shoot digital video, a lot of it, a lot of 4K video, and you just run through a lot of storage space. But how do I back that up? Frankly, I don't. I keep two mirrored units, but. If if uh, my house burns down, I'm going to lose a lot of that footage, and I know that. But there comes a point in time where I don't live, you know, I, I live in the country, and there's just no way to upload that much video anywhere. So I take the stuff I really, really, really need, and I put it on portable um, portable hard drives. When I'm done, I just keep the cuts that I use. I keep the, the footage that I use, and I keep the output 
the uh, final product and I keep the rough cuts and the rest of it, it'll sit there until, you know, I'll, I don't know what I'm going to do with it eventually, but it'll sit there on the on the server. Now, it is mirrored, so if, if I do have a drive failure, I can just pop one out and pop another one in. It's It's a RAID system, but you don't need anything like that unless you are a professional, and then you really do need something like that. So, anyway, don't want to get off track here. We have SD cards. Okay, we also have the USB cards, which I don't like as well as the SD cards, because frankly, they're bigger. Um, they're, they're not in, I, I don't find them in any way, the, the little dongle key things, the USB key things, I don't find them in any way really better than the SD card. So I'm not as big a fan of them. I found them to be less reliable than an SD card, but they do work, and they're very cheap. So I give them that much. They're very, very cheap. A 32 gigabyte one of those is like, I think I have 12 bucks at, the, at a big box store. So, you know, 32 gigabytes is a lot of information. I have my, my entire digital music collection, and I have a lot of music. I mean, I have a lot of music. Is about... 90 gigabytes. So if I were using those USB cards, I could store my entire collection on about $50 worth of USB cards. I wouldn't because I'd use an external drive, which we're getting to next. The third choice is the external drive. The external drive is a fantastic choice for backing up your data because it's very inexpensive. Two gigabyte drives, I'm seeing them all the time for 69 bucks. You look around, yeah, a Seagate drive or a uh, you know, one of these other brands that uh, you see them seventy bucks on sale all the time for two gigs. Of course, you can get them at three, four, five, six gigs, and there's just not that much money. I always advise to buy buy to the to the price point, the price break point. So, for example, if it costs you um, fifty nine dollars to buy one ter or one terabyte drive. Or seventy dollars to buy a two terabyte drive, or ninety dollars to buy a three terabyte drive, and then it jumps to like a hundred and forty to buy the four terabyte drive. I buy right before the big price jump. That's where I usually buy. I want as much as I can get, and I buy multiple ones of them because I don't want to get caught um, with losing my data. So I'll take a drive, and there's there's one thing that you do have to take pay attention to. Is you do have to pay attention to security if you're keeping these off-site. You do have to pay attention to security because if somebody steals your drive, you don't want them having your data. So I I use a a, a file encryption program, and I, this, that's kind of outside the outside the, the podcast. We're not going to go into exactly how I do it. But I use a file encryption program. They're very, very inexpensive or there's even some good free ones out there that you have to know the password. Now, this won't keep, keep the NSA out. Uh, nothing will. Um, short of uh, tearing the drive apart and throwing it in the seawater and letting it sink to the Marianas Trench. That might keep them out. Or throwing them in a volcano, that definitely will keep them out. But then again, it's kind of once you, once you toss the, uh, once you toss the drive into Kilauea, 
it's going to be awfully hard, <laughs> awfully hard to get that information off of it. So there we are. Okay, uh, external. Really, as long as you have a USB drive, it doesn't matter what kind of computer you have, you should be backing up your data. If you don't have a USB drive, well, guys, it's either time to update or go wireless. There's wireless solutions as well. They're a lot slower. Uh, one more thing I'd like to tell everybody about, if you're a photographer and you're not using a phone, you're using a camera, there's, a, there's several really good drive systems out there that have SD cards built into them. I love those. Um, look for one that you copies all kinds of files and not just pictures because you can take the SD card off of your computer after you back everything up, drop it on there, and you'll have a double backup. When I go on vacation, I generally take a laptop, and then I take the, uh, I'll have the SD cards, and I never clean off my SD cards while I'm on vacation. But I've got one of these little hard drives, I've got a laptop, so I make two backups, and then I don't clean off the cards, so I have three. So I'm not going to lose my pictures when I have a, have a card or a drive go bad if I do it that way, and I recommend that you do it that way. Um, lost data is bad. Lost data is bad. Now, we'll go back one more thing on the online system. If you use an online system, you really need to, do, to take their 30-day free trial and make sure it's going to work for you. Uh, if you're in a, in a city that has... One of the big troubles with data is you've got the upload. You know, everybody's internet plan pretty much anymore, if you have high-speed internet, is... Assuming you're not like on a satellite, um, is much higher on the download end than it is on the upload end, and you need to make sure that these services that you've got are fast enough to push data up on the upload end. That's what I had trouble with Carbonite. It wasn't really the problem I had with Carbonite. It was my internet was too slow. I couldn't push the data up, and it was taking forever for me to upload pictures. Okay, there we go. So there you have it. Now. One bonus, totally off-topic tip, just so that you know, you should learn how to, if you have, if you're a photographer, and you have, um, you use Lightroom, you should learn how to export your pictures in Lightroom at 940, or 960 pixels, if you want them to look good, on pretty much every type of social media. There's my tip for you. I find one thing, people are always asking me, why do your pictures look sharp on Facebook and nobody else's does? Well, export it at 960 pixels. That's the key to not getting caught in their sharpening and resolution problems. There you go. Totally off topic geeky tip. So, there we are. That's all I really wanted to say. wanted to talk a little bit about backing things up and and, there's no excuse to not do this. And I Here's my challenge to you. I want you, if you have not done this, to get your stuff backed up one way or the other by the end of the day. Drop what you're doing. Go buy the... Just drop what you're doing and go buy the dadgum devices that you need. They're not that expensive. If you don't... If you're not able to... If you don't live in town and you're not able to get somewhere... Um... Well, I don't know. <laughs> They've got they sell these things at Dollar General anymore. <laughs> There's, you know, you could buy SD cards at the grocery store. So, time to get this done. And if you need uh, help on how to do backing up and critical stuff, I'll 
make a pot or I'll make a uh, story that goes along with this. It'll it basically give you a few options of some very, very simple backup programs that work really well. So, all right, back it up. I'm counting on you. All right, bye.